0: a public service announcement to make i have got a public service announcement to to make because i have to draw the line somewhere you know i I try and and laugh at a lot of things right i try to 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 have some fun and you know make sure that nothing is, is too negative but motherfuckers i swear to god the worst people in the entire world in this entire world are people that don't pick up their dog shit I'm not kidding you whatsoever. They are the worst people in the entire world. People that don't pick up their own dog shit are worse than like hot zippers coming straight out of the dryer. Right. They're they're the worst type of person there ever was. I swear to God. I swear to God. The people that don't pick up on their own dog shit are probably the same people as terrorists. That's that's where I'm going with this. I'm walking my dog and I'm going to get a bag right from the little thing. I already have one in my pocket, but I always like to carry two. And I'm going to grab a bag from where the trash can is where you throw away the dog shit. And right next to the trash can, there was a pile of dog shit that I stepped in. And instead, (laughs) instead of me being able to come home, make dinner, I now have to do this podcast after eating half a PB&J. Because it took me so long to get the dog shit off the bottom of my shoe and I'm pissed. I got to do this stupid podcast on an empty stomach and I'm pissed. I'm pissed, and I'm pissed at the guy that had his dog shit just sitting out there. Guys, welcome on into Fantasy Intervention. Oh my God, what a start, what a start. I'm a little bit worked up, so I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to my co-host to say what's up, Mike
1: Fiala. Did I get that right this time? I'm so close, Fiala.
0: God, Fiala.
1: Almost, nailed oh. Almost fucking nailed it. I'm Fiala, proud
0: of what's you. up, Mike, oh. man? What's up? You are the brand new co-host, permanently here with, with me on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. We're slotting right in that perfect little time slot, the little nook, that little warm place, right? What's up, Mike?
1: Not the man. I'll tell you what. Like, I've been waiting to say it. So I'm, I'm going to say it, okay? Because I've been waiting for a permanent spot to finally say that daddy's home. <laughs> daddy's home. Daddy is he found a home. home. Wednesdays on Fantasy Intervention. And I could not be happier. Uh, stoked to be here, man! Literally, couldn't be happier to land my first permanent spot with one of my favorite people online. The absolutely <laughs> the comment section is already fire. I love it, dude! Loved I love it. this the comment section with hot. tonight. So, let's go with TK
0: or you know Troy's comment right over here. He said he agrees uh, agrees that people don't pick up their dog crap are the worst, and they are. They're the worst type of people. I swear, they are the worst type of people. But then, of course, Bo chimes in but they also don't return their shopping carts. So if you guys can actually keep this thing going the entire time, it would be amazing. I want to hear the worst type of people. Please leave that in the comments. I will make sure that I show them all. But yeah, we got a show packed up. So Mike, you did the show sheet tonight. Can you tell us what's going to be on our lineup?
1: So on the lineup, we're going to take you through the standards. So first I want to do a little uh, transparency. So let's recap the hits and misses from last week. I'm going to take a look at those post waiver ads. People that, you know, they're looking to scavenge, maybe didn't want to spend their fab. Give you a couple names there. Um, Flex plays with good matchups. And then those players outside of the top 20 that I am smashing in my lineup because I believe they're absolutely going to outplay what the consensus ranking is right now.
0: That's awesome, man. I'm stoked. I read over the show sheet briefly, added in some of my own notes, of course. So let's go ahead and kick it off. Uh, start out with the first segment while I go ahead and share this around Twitter.
1: Absolutely. All right. So one of the biggest things that I always like to do when people are doing these um, takes is make sure we do a recap of what we hit on, what we missed, and kind of maybe the in-between, right? So let's just start out with We gave you a couple pickups that if you made those pickups, you got to be feeling pretty damn good right now. That's Darnell Mooney and Jordan Reed. I mean, those guys balled out. Let's face it. Jordan Reed was about to light the world on fire for my DFS lineup before Garoppolo goes out in the second half with the ankle injury. I mean, they were on point, absolutely killing it. 50 yards and two touches right out of the gate. Lighting the world on fire. You got to feel good about Jordan Reed. And then Darnell Mooney coming in and actually just curb stomping Anthony Miller out of the way and taking over that spot, putting up his numbers. Again, these were people that were deep ads, um, post waiver wire ads, put some points up for you. In our flex, we pulled out Traquan Smith, and how could you not be happy with his usage? He was on fire monday night like absolutely on fire breeze was looking at him constantly and what was a pretty piss poor game for the saints still putting up absolute money numbers and then the last one that we gave you outside of the top 20 excuse me the last two um one for each of us i gave you cd lamb despite my co hosts argument that i was going to be michael gallup
0: yeah i missed the, on
1: that one it happens, but you came right over the top and let's just be fair. I gave him OJ Howard and you gave them Johnny Smith. So I think we can kind of call that one a wash right there. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll
0: take that. You know, I loved, I love the Traquan Smith love. That was one of my favorite picks on the entire week. And then Jordan Reed was an absolute smash home. Uh, Darnell Moody was a great sleeper, of course, if he needed that depth. So, you know, no, no arguments there, of course. So
1: so you want to get to our swings and misses?
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and, and get to our swings and misses.
1: So do you want to go ahead and tell him the analogy that you used about how you felt playing Anthony Miller? I don't even remember, to be honest with you. I believe it was something uh, uncomfortable <laughs> that we were talking about. But Anthony Miller absolutely boned anybody who played him. Um, Dude,
0: no, but, but he dropped a touchdown pass. Like it was in his hands and he dropped it. He shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have. He should oh. have been okay.
1: It, we're we're going to get to that because our second bomb out of the week was another man who dropped a touchdown pass, Mister Scotty Miller, who Brady promptly replaced with another white guy in Watson. Um, yes, I love Watson. To, throw to, oh, who doesn't? But Scotty it's Miller season, no doubt it is absolutely. I tweeted out it was Miller season and flipped quickly because that's what we do around here: go from take to take. Um, but Miller and and Miller. Jeez, I didn't even notice that. I must have been drunk when I wrote this. Um, Touchdown drops literally changed their whole day and turned out to be a bomb.
0: So let's go ahead and revisit
1: this. People that don't pick up their dog shit
0: are the same or or pretty much the same exact people that drink warm soda without ice. Right? (laughs) I I like Kim's here. Kim, people who don't use their turn signal, but they want to let you get right in front of you. Right? (laughs) That's a good one. And then just to add to that, Bo big time goes with they speed up as soon as you go past them. Yes, absolutely. So we did get a question to start it out. And obviously, we kind of alternate with these questions here to keep, you know, everybody, you know, try to help out their actual situation. So Mooney over Miller going forward.
1: Yeah, not not for me. Um, honestly, I said I think Miller makes that catch. Uh, the days are different. Miller had a sweet second half in the first game. Um, he's the guy they want to go with. Mooney's still the project. I think he had a nice fill-in game, but I'm still going Miller.
0: Yeah, I so I believe Mooney actually outsnapped Miller, if I'm correct. But
1: I'm so, I'm almost certain he did. Yes.
0: The the thing is, is with when you look at the the Bears, they didn't have a single receiver that had over 13 yards per reception. They were the only team in the NFL that didn't, and then. Allen Robinson was 100th ranked in yards after the catch. Meanwhile, Anthony Miller was like 148th out of 155 total total receivers. So with that being said, they need a guy who can not only get yards after the catch, but can also average over 13 yards per reception. They need speed. They need a playmaker. That could be Darnell Moody. Now, I think it's going to be game situation dependent. If I feel like they're winning, you know, I, I feel and I'm, I'm not guaranteeing this because obviously the Bears are 2-0 and and they didn't play Anthony Miller more often. But I feel like in a lot of these situations, with Anthony Miller being more of a you know, possession receiver, I still feel like he's going to, in the long run, out-snap Darnell Mooney. But the Bears like going with these two tight end sets. So both those guys are kind of going to be pretty volatile moving forward. Uh, I wouldn't use them as any more than a, a flex option from week to week unless you just love the matchup.
1: Yeah, no, I hear that. And I think a lot of it comes down to also, I mean, you're, you're talking about the quarterback and you're going to have inconsistency in the wide receivers because you're going to have consistency in the quarterback play, um, depending on how he's feeling, what he's hitting on as much as I love going deep, um, that is, you've got to finish your thought. <laughs> I'm, trying. I'm trying, I'm um, trying. But that, that's what's going to hold these guys back. I mean, it's still going to be Mitch. He's still going to be consistent. And when you're talking about a home run play like Mooney, you're going to get a couple shots. He misses one or two of those. You're falling flat for your fantasy day. So that's why I'm not trusting him moving forward. Love him as a bench stash. Um, don't think you can be comfortable putting him in your lineup.
0: So people that don't pick up their dog shit. If you guys haven't been keeping up, we're comparing, you know, types of people. So people that don't pick up their dog shit are the same type of people who think they're never wrong. Like Mike's son, Matt Kelly. Love it. Love it. (laughs) So, all right, where were we? Do we do we still have any more swings and misses up here or did you come? No, so all?
1: now now we're getting to uh, the outside the 20s um, outside the 20. We gave you J.K. Dobbins um, missed one block and apparently it became time to discipline him. Um, so he had a flat zero going into the fourth quarter, did break a nice little catch off at the end to make him not a complete dud. Um But, you know, got sad, got sad for missing a block. Um, Gallup, we covered. And then OJ Howard, my giant swing and miss. Um, To give you an idea of how much I hate OJ Howard. I lost my Scott Fishbowl matchup on a Jared Cook catch with 13 seconds left by 0.7 points because I played fucking oj howard (laughs) so i took my own advice so if you're mad at me for saying oj howard imagine how pissed i am at myself for losing 0.7 by not playing anybody else on my fucking roster would have gotten me a win but oj friggin howard who gave a flat out zero and then got his coach coming out after the game (sighs) saying we don't throw to tight ends because that is why we have wide receivers Gronkowski is probably bumping all sorts of lines swearing about his coach because he came out of retirement for this shit he is using them as blockers throwing to the outside Arians is trying to fucking kill me but the bright side is on my best ball league I have Rob Gronkowski David Njoku and Blake Jarwin as my tight end so at least I'm solid there I don't know if this is safe
0: for kids, just saying. (laughs) Anyways, all right, so we're going to be moving on to some of these post-waiver wire targets. You know, maybe some of you guys stream quarterbacks. You wait till the waiver wires pass because you don't want to use up your waiver or you don't want to spend fab on a quarterback because you know you can get good value after the waivers pass. People freak out. You know, they drop the wrong guy. And then you end up with a superstar like Gardner Minshew, who is going to be my first guy over there up against, who is it now? Uh, Miami Miami tomorrow night Gardner Minshew man is going to go absolutely ham I brought him up on the DFS episode today it's going to be tough to tell which receivers will actually produce with Gardner Minshew this week because Gardner actually spreads it around a ton over the first two weeks in each one of these weeks he's targeted 10 different receivers he had 10 that that caught a pass in week 1 he had 8 that caught a pass in week 2 so with him spreading the ball around like he does, I really don't know which guys to stack him with in DFS. But since this is not DFS, we can we can bring up Shark, who was dealing with an injury, did not practice today. Right, Shark's possibility he could have some big time plays, and then of course we have Lavisca Chenault, who should be you know should be solid. I think that he has a high floor, but even a higher ceiling. <clears throat> and then when we talk about. Uh, Keelan Cole, he has a very high ceiling, but an even higher floor, you know, playing out of the slot, which Miami has sucked, has absolutely sucked against. So I love Gardner Minshew this week. I'm not really sure which receiver I want to play him with. I mean, even Chris Conley becomes relevant if or if DJ Chark is out. So I, I like Gardner Minshew, no matter which way you look. The Miami defense is, is terrible. They bring pressure on 40, they bring, yeah, they blitz on 47.5% of their dropbacks. That's, that's number two in the league. They only get pressure on the quarterback on 18.7% of the dropbacks, which is right in the middle of the road, like around 15th or 16th. So they're not generating any kind of pressure and it's leaving their, their secondary out to dry.
1: No, I like that call. Um, Obviously right now where we're talking about pickups um, and not DFS, I actually do have Keelan Cole listed as (coughs) one of my pickups. I mean, we have Chark questionable with a chest injury, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Looking at Cole being potentially the number one wide receiver on a team that's absolutely (laughs) going to light up the Miami defense. Seven targets last week with Chark in the game, expecting even more volume. Um, I don't think that Chenault is going to be a guy who's going to take from Cole. I think they're going to mesh perfectly and uh, Cole is going to be a great pickup if you want that Minshew Coles tech.
0: I'm so glad you finished that because I couldn't stop.
1: Laughing. I, I, I legitimately had to look at the show sheet because Bo's killing me and I won't get my thoughts out. So I'm not looking when I'm talking. Bo said OJ Howard doesn't pick up his dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Bo. That was amazing. That was amazing.
0: Spectacular. Oh, man. Oh, man. If this, Kim comes up and says, if last week is any indication the show is rated M for mature. Absolutely. So go ahead and hit us with your, with your
1: guy. Who are you going with? I think you just went straight to running back, right? So I, I just dropped down to Cole, but let's talk about who we're going with as my number one pickup in shallow leagues. Um, so while everyone is drooling over Mike Davis, I am absolutely going after Curtis Samuel for two reasons. Number one, if you look at what happened when um, McCaffrey went out, there were six carries total with McCaffrey out of the game. Four of them went to Samuel. Matt Rule already came out in the preseason saying that they're going to get creative with them, line them up all over the field. Um, I think you're gonna have a lot of negative game scripts at this point. It's gonna to lead to opportunity. And what you saw from volume from Mike Davis, I never trust that in game injury type volume. So I think that overall, um, I think Curtis Samuel is the guy you're gonna want. I think he's gonna to get touches all over the field. Easy pickup, 41% of leagues. So 59% of these leagues are making mistakes. Go ahead and grab Curtis Samuel. And we'll go from there. And I just I'm not, it I'm not
0: read it. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. Oh man. All right. So yeah, I, I love the Curtis Samuel take. Um, the Curtis Samuel take was, was absolutely amazing. It's it, he got what? Yeah. You said four out of, you know, four out of the six carries. Yep. Yeah. Came after, after CMC went out, he has a ton of people. He's going to take that show, you know, that short yardage passing work and he could end up being the running back there. I think is still going to be the second down, but you know that on him was ridiculous. I, for fifty, I saw him go for seventy-five in one league. It was ridiculous. Mike Davis, yeah, he's going to have a role, but that offensive line is not great. They're going to need somebody that can escape the pressure, you know, escape the blitzes, and that's going to be Curtis Samuel. I love Curtis Samuel, you know, going forward. So great, great take on Curtis Samuel. For me, I am going to go with. I just had a break. Who's this Seahawks running back? That's on IR Uh, Rashad Penny Rashad Penny guys. This is these waiver wires are are weird. All right. I mean, I'm sorry. These, these IRs are weird. You know, it's it's not like any other year you can put as many guys as you want on IR and they only have to stay on IR for three days. So with that being said, we're going to have a lot of guys that are put there that, you know, might be dealing with a hamstring, you know, pull something along those lines to where, Hey, you throw them on there. You take them right back off three weeks later. You're good to go. That means that players are going to be dropping certain guys, not realizing that, that, hey, they're only going to be out for three weeks instead of realizing they're not going to be out for, for six weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks or 12 weeks. So you need to keep an eye on these deeper guys and pick them up a week ahead of time, because guess what? You know, something happens to, to Chris Carson or, or whatever the case is, you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay for Rashard Penny going forward. And don't forget, Rashard Penny started evening into the work for, for Chris Carson. Now, I still think that Chris Carson's the, the lead back there, and you know he's, he's going to be for the rest of the season as long as he stays healthy. But Rashard Penny's a guy that I kind of want to keep an eye on. And in deeper leagues where I have a lot of roster spots, Rashard Penny's a, a lock for me.
1: Yeah, I love that call. Um, I and mean, like I said, the IR is crazy right now. Um, so especially if you have a league where you have our IR spots, pick them up, drop them in that slot. Grab your next guy. Um, he was explosive. He made the big plays last year. I think he's gonna be huge. So I love that call for um, Rashad Penny. So yeah,
0: it, it's a whole whole different animal this year than, than what we're used to. Absolutely. So you guys need to stay updated. You guys need to stay on point. You need to tune in on the Wednesday night show so we can tell you who's coming off the IR. You get to pick him up ahead of time. And you want to spend waiver on him from week, you know, from week four.
1: Just say. So you want to go down to the next running back we got here?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's your turn.
1: All right. So let me tell you how I do dynasty and what I think makes winners. Um, So just this morning, I made two corresponding moves. I had Jet McKinnon, um, had him on my roster from a while back. The fact is, if he was on your wave wire, that's odd to me. He had beaten out Tevin Coleman in the preseason. He was an easy pickup before the season even started. So I grabbed around April. Um, I actually lost Drew Locke on this team. Um, shoulder separation. So what I did was two corresponding moves, move Jet McKinnon for Daniel Jones. Um, The prototypical, I wasn't playing McKinnon, check the schedule. I have Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor. He's not popping that lineup. I got DeAndre Swift, plenty of guys in that spot. So McKinnon became, you know, expendable, moved him for Daniel Jones, went right over to my post waiver wire and picked up Jeffrey Wilson. So I got a piece of this San Francisco backfield. The fact is everyone's spending the fab on jet, picking him up. Wilson is already getting what's going to be a compliment back role. If you think they're going to take a guy who's had knee injury after knee injury and give him 30 touches a game, flat out wrong, just not going to happen. So you're potentially looking at goal line work, 10 to 12 touches a game, and then one injury from an injury prone player to being that bell cow. This guy showed out. Every chance he's gotten, Jeff Wilson has outplayed all projections. And the fact is, you're either looking at a backup quarterback in Nick Mullins or a hobbled quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. And the best way to keep those guys safe is to run the ball. I think there's going to be a ton of opportunity. Wilson's a guy for free. Pick him up. Put him in your lineup. He's a plug-and-play this week and moving forward until Mostert and Coleman come back.
0: So I might have missed part of that, but I was curious what this meant. So if you want to give us more detailed, you know, detailed question, Dave, I, sure. I might have missed yep. something.
1: So one quarterback, um, when oh, I made sorry. the move, that's, that's the McKinnon for Daniel Jones trade. Um, yeah, super flex. That would be the absolute best trade I've ever made in my entire life. Um, but one quarterback, what I'm thinking is I'm taking a running back that I, I basically projected five weeks out. When you look at the Mostert injury, when you look at the situation he's in, I think McKinnon is probably a five-week play. I didn't have a spot that I really felt like I needed him in the lineup. So I'm looking at Danny Dimes for years to come as opposed to McKinnon for a few weeks, pretty easy swap for me. Um, but yeah, one quarterback, if that was super flex, Dave, legitimately I would just crown myself champion and walk away. No problem there. Um, but even in the one quarterback, I loved the permanent value as opposed to temporary in that trade. And then picking up Wilson, just icing on the cake.
0: Nice. I, I honestly said, I didn't hear the trade just because I'm trying to multitask and get our name out there. But I, I dude, Everybody's calling you a genius. So that's exactly what it must be. I love it. I like it. Love it. I, I got your back on that. I don't know what you said, but I got your back. That's why I had you <laughs> on the show. I appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> um, honestly, so you got both the guys that I would plug and play, you know, when it comes to the running back position with Jeffrey Wilson and Curtis Samuel. Um, the only other guy that, that I was really looking to pick up that wasn't like a deep league grab would have been Rashad Penny. And that's more of like a stash, you know, situation if I have Chris Carson. So let's go ahead and hop on to your first receiver with Keelan Cole. With Keelan yeah. Cole.
1: So we talked up Keelan Cole already when you talked Minshew, right? I mean, this is a guy who realistically saw a ton of targets, Miami defense, expecting to see more, um, especially if Chark is out, you have a plug and play, nice little stack. If you have Minshew and Cole on the, on the way of wire right now, you can pick them both up, get those stack points. I think that'll be a huge play for you next week or uh, this week. Excuse me.
0: Keelan Cole's a smash, man. He's an absolute smash. Uh, you know, you got right to it. I would even look into prison you know, picking up Chris Conley to an extent because Miami's just that bad and it might be worth that kind of play, especially the Byron Jones out. So, I mean, once again, we revisit the whole Gardner Minshew thing that I brought up earlier. We just don't know who's going to, you know, who's going to get the balls, right? We don't know who's going to see the balls in their face, you know, time and time and time again, you know, just over and over and over and over again. You know, I just, you know, I I think that, that it's kind of widespread when it comes to that.
1: Yep, so, absolutely seeing a lot of comments here about lavisca Schnault. um let's be clear i love lavisca Schnault. um i just don't think he's a waiver wire guy if he is out there grab oh, him oh yeah this kid's a stud um, i don't think he's out there ownership. though is he out he, there he shouldn't be no and that's the only reason i don't want anyone thinking that we're ever saying play cole over Chenault. um love Chenault, huge fan absolutely visca season no doubt about it um just making sure we're perfectly clear that Cole is the available guy. Um, not the play. If you have LaVisca.
0: Absolutely. And big shout out to Dave, man. This guy's awesome. He deserves a follow for sure. I follow a lot of his content myself. So if you guys follow me, you guys should definitely follow Dave as well. Love this guy. And of course, Bo out there just crushing the comments. This guy is amazing as well. So who do I have? Let's see. Let's see. Let me pull this up. Um, I actually have an interesting guy, kind of interesting. I kind of want to pick up Sanu. He's picked up by the 49ers. There's a whole ton of injuries over there, and they like their veteran receivers. They really do. I mean, obviously, Kyle Shannon has that system going on, but we saw them you know, pick up Sanders last year, and he was a plug-and-play first week he went off. So I'm not saying go and pick up Sanu and plug him in right away. But figure out what his role is because, I mean, Shanahan likes to have that one you know, guy that, that he targets over and over again. We saw it with Debo Samuel last year. I just – Sanu seems like he could be that guy, question mark? I, I just – I want to take a shot and, and make it be interesting if I need receiver help and I missed out on a bunch of these waivers. You know, Like if I went and tried to get guy after guy after guy for wide receiver and I'm hurting, I had Michael Thomas, something like that. On the back end – uh, I'm sorry, Mohamed Sanu should be interesting
1: yeah i think he's definitely not a guy you put in your lineup i need mean, to see that he can run i mean the man looked like he had cement shoes like an old mafia movie Yeah, he did look the bad bat. yeah that's the concern is can he actually play football anymore
0: and, and um, that's why i'm saying like i don't want to go and plug and play him right like i don't want to pick yep. him up and put him in my lineup but like to, to keep on your roster for just a week and just see how they utilize him. I'm, I'm just interested i'm very intrigued so once again you're not spending any fab on him you're not spending any waiver wire dollars like it it's you know, you're know, you in a good spot. This is a good time to pick him up and just see what he has before you might have to spend for him next week if you need wide receiver help. Yep.
1: No, I I, I hear you. I think it's a good a good give a look, free look. I love those.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So tight end was next for me, right? And this is my yep. biggest waiver wire pick of the, of the week by far. I love, love, love. I love Drew Sample. Absolute fire. I'm not kidding. Like I lit up like a little kid at Christmas watching him. Just destroy the defense last week. If you combined Uzuma and Drew Samples' uh, fantasy points, you know from week one and week two, which you shouldn't do, like that's kind of cheating. But I'm gonna do it anyways. He was tight end five. He would have been tight end five between one week and two uh, weeks, one and two. Listen, I paid for him, right? And then I turned around and checked a bunch of my waivers on, on leagues that I don't pay as much attention to. And I saw him available in almost every single league. So I might have overpaid for him a little bit. I don't know for sure. But anyways, I went and got him everywhere that I saw him for free. And you guys should go get Drew Sample. He would not break eye contact with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had a little twinkle in his eye when he was targeting downfield and he was keeping an eye on him. I'm pretty sure that even when they were about to snap it, they never broke eye contact. And they might have spent the night together after the game was over. So I'm just saying they had that kind of connection, guys. And Drew Sample needs to be picked up in all leagues.
1: I love it. I love it. We'll talk about him later and the um people outside the top 20 as well. Huge sample fan. Think he's gonna be monstrous. I hate seeing Uzma go down. Um, you know, he's a guy that we all I think had decent ownership, had decent stock in. Um, but I think sample's the next guy up and let's see what him and Barrow can do. Really nice connection. Love the call. Um definitely cost a fortune though i didn't get him on any waivers where there was any fab budget because people were paying crazy 60 70 80 percent for this guy um i couldn't go that far so and Bo, i agree 100 um wasn't my call so i am with you there but
0: I, I didn't see you man i'm in the middle of talking i can't highlight stuff while i'm talking jeez what am i chop liver i didn't get a chance
1: sensitive this shit is fire right now the i know man. i got literally i
0: have like 500 comments i'm trying to talk read agree with you listen to everything you're saying guys give me a chance
1: that's what Jeez. we do all right so um from my last one and this is for all leagues i tweeted out um when the waivers were coming everybody drooling over friggin mike davis devonta freeman like the names that i heard i i, I had a hard time swallowing um you know just i wanted to throw up in my mouth the way to play waivers this week for me, I can tell you, I spent about $4 total. Um, and all I did was I just sat back. I know when my waivers fire off and I'm a fucking degenerate. So I was up at two in the morning watching the waiver report come in and saying, who did something fucking stupid? Now, what did that net me? Number one in the dynasty league, it got me Chase Claypool. Somebody decided to drop Claypool for Davis. I'm like, thank you very much. Zero dollars. Click the button. Put that shit on my roster. This is how it's going to work this week and next. The injury bug has gone crazy and people are drooling over running backs. Let them pick them up. Let them get garbage Devonta Freeman, who's playing against a line that Saquon Barkley couldn't do anything against. This guy is straight trash. Let him grab Mike Davis. Let him do their thing. Grab who they drop. People are going to start getting impatient with Cam Akers, with DeAndre Swift. There's going to be a bunch of panic drops. Save some cash cash in that's how champions are made you're not going to sit back three years from now telling your fucking kids that you picked up mike davis that is not going to win you a title wait <laughs> why, for the panic why, drops
0: why are you telling your kids that
1: i don't know i talk to my kids about fantasy football we get bored sometimes i tell them oh anything Jake, we're, we're an open book i just don't let them listen to this because let's be honest it's not really great for uh, uh-huh. for the children
0: chase claypool <laughs>
1: little man put that
0: shit into yeah.
1: my hand watch daddy steal not, everybody's not, fucking done money done. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. All right. So we do like to switch off. We do like to answer some of these questions on the Wednesday night show. Mm -hmm. So James Robinson and Cooper, should I trade for CMC and Gallup? Mm -mm. I'm guessing this is Dynasty.
1: No, yeah, it has to be a redraft. Ha, has to be a redraft in dynasty. Yeah, because there's no way. Actually, there's crazy. no
0: way. No. And I still wouldn't. Do, if it's if it's redraft, that's just a little bit too risky for my blood. Um, unless you know, just have a stacked team, I would just hold on to James Robinson, ride the wave. You know, there's gonna be a bunch yep. more injuries injuries that
1: pop up this season. So just ride the wave, man. Ride the yeah, wave I mean, at this point. Zeke and Robinson's really not a bad combo. I mean, Jesus, if you're talking to hold up four to six weeks. I think Zeke Robinson will get you there. That, that's no concern. And the fact that you have Cooper, absolutely no chance. I want to be doubling up on that Dallas offense with wide receivers. Um, flat out zero. I mean, if you're going to trade McCaffrey, I'm looking for one of those top seven or eight running backs in return.
0: Oh, it took me a second, but that pun is so stupid. And I it's love it. amazing. <laughs> I, absolutely perfect. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, my God. All right. So, Desmond, we're going to get back to you with the questions, of course, um, along with Kim. I will get back to it, but we are going to hop into our next segment so we can keep this episode rolling, of course. Um, But, yeah, we will get back to it. So what's up next? What do we have? We've deeper league
1: waiver ads next.
0: Our deeper league waiver ads where, you know, you might have 30 team or 30 player rosters like I do. So go ahead and start out with your first guy.
1: So I'm going to couple my two up just to get things moving, because legitimately, I'm going to say the same shit about both of them. OK. The two people that I have on my deeper rosters are Reggie Bonifin and Jamichael Hastie. Um, The fact is what I'm always looking for is who is going to take advantage of injuries. One of the biggest mistakes that I see fantasy players make is they think the guy sitting on the bench is the handcuff. The fact is, he might be the best complement back. He might play special teams. There's a lot of reasons why a guy is sitting on the bench second up, other than the fact that he's going to be a workhorse back. Now, what happens is you see McCaffrey and you see Mostert go down. The next corresponding move you see is both teams protect their practice squad players. So now with COVID, you can protect, I believe, and don't quote me on this, I believe it's up to four people. Um, that you can protect on your practice squad. So they become actually practice squad players that you can hold on to hasty and um, bonifin were both protected by this team they believe that they're going to be players and i think you might see what was projected in the preseason which is bonifin take the load for carolina and i think you're going to see some run with hasty Um, these are guys who really (coughs) metriced out well looked great in the preseason um, and you can get them for legitimately next they like absolutely nothing in 30 to 35 team uh, roster teams. I mean, this is just someone I'd be go grabbing for free without question.
0: I, uh, yeah, I actually would have put Michael Hasty up in the next section or the previous section. I think that he's rosterable in, in regular leagues, to be honest with you. I mean, we saw Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, in weeks two and three last year be just the goal line back. He got very limited carries. It was like 20% snap share, and he scored four touchdowns there. So you're going to get vultured. Meanwhile, Jarrett McKinnon could still stay as the passing outback. It is very, very possible. And then we look at, you know, Jamichael who could slide in as either a reliever back, you know, or somebody that, that could be the starter. And although, you know, you're, you might not get that opportunity before Raheem Mostert comes back, it's still interesting to see how he does.
1: So what's funny about that call, and I I do like it, I mean, I do think that Hasty has a a lot more giddy up than Wilson does. Um, I think Hasty gets screwed by the COVID rules. I think this ability to protect practice squad players will actually hinder people getting opportunities. So what I think is going to happen is they're going to lean on the guy who is already in on the roster, in this case, Wilson unless they absolutely have to make the swap. That's why I put Wilson above. Um, But I do think that if it was the previous rules, pre-COVID, and practice squad players were not able to be protected, I think Case would be on the roster right now. It would absolutely be the pickup.
0: Oh, man, I am so glad that he picked up my Chase Claypool clerks reference this one clerks two is probably one of my favorite comedy movies of all time i even like it more than clerks one to be honest with you and i know i'm gonna get some hate from that don't leave guys don't leave we still got more fantasy football information for you so don't leave (laughs) all right now i do want to answer where are we uh desmond where are you desmond there you are i want to answer this question real quick would you move a 2020 second round pick for aj green one point PPR. If you're in win now situation, I think you should. AJ Green got targeted nonstop. Uh, It was actually Joe Burrow who missed on a lot of those targets. He had three passes that were overthrown. He had one pass that he threw behind him and he had one pass that was underthrown. In addition, AJ Green, I don't even know if he got registered with the drop, but the the drop in the end zone was one where he got, it should have been pass interference. He got held, you know, on the side arm. So I think AJ Green will eventually, you know, kind of come to fruition with Joe Burrow. Uh, the the targets and the opportunity are there. So if you're in a win now mode, wait, I'm guessing he meant 2021, by the way. Yeah, he actually
1: has commented he did 2021 second.
0: Okay, so yeah, you got to keep you updated with that because I can't, I can't, there's so many comments.
1: Just do your thought, do your thought.
0: Yeah, so anyways, I, yeah, I think it's 2021 second. I would probably do it. I think the 2021 draft class is very front heavy. I'm not a Debbie guy, so go talk to your local Debbie guys. But from what I've seen, it's very front heavy. And then, you know, second round, it kind of tapers off big time. So,
1: yeah, what's your, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm a, I'm a no on this one, unless it's going to put you over the top. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: if you're a win now team and you need a wide receiver, go do it. Yeah, you know, if you need exactly. a, a flex option, go do it.
1: Yep, absolutely. I mean, I just think that A.J. Green's not a long-term play. Um, I'd be surprised if he's on the field for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, he does. He's A.J. Green, right? Um, like you said, Burrow was missing him. This is an all-pro wide receiver. There's no doubt about that. Does he look a little slow? Does he get a little wind at the end of games? Absolutely. I think that'll come. Um, but it literally has to be a win-now team. You have to be very confident that A.J. Green is exactly what you're looking for.
0: So what you did there.
1: These puns are spectacular.
0: Oh, it's it's amazing. All right. So... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Say we're boring. We're still going to talk about him, And I don't care because I like talking about deep leagues because that's all my leagues. <laughs> so I'm going with Cordell Patterson next. I don't love it, but I'm going with it just to bore the hell out of Bo. I like it. Cordell Patterson could end up taking the starting job for David Montgomery. What's up, Bo? What's up? I, I, I think he's a good play. and <laughs> He's a good play this week, possibly, if you're in that deep league. <laughs> that's all I got.
1: No, I like it. Um, you know, similar to Samuel, they try to get the ball in his hands. Um, like the call again, deep leaks, um, you know, Bo's six team uh, start two running backs, one wide receiver and a tight end. You probably don't want him. I would suggest, you know, not picking him up there, uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> in those 30 to 35, 12 to 15 team leaks, 14 team, you shouldn't play odd, odd team leaks. Um, absolutely. He's a pickup and uh, could be touching the ball more than anyone else. You're going to be able to grab uh, what, what, Dion Lewis. I don't like it. All right. Let's, let's go ahead and answer real quick.
0: Kim's questions. And then let's go ahead and bounce over the next part. I'll just say Chris Berrios and Caden Smith are the other two guys. We want to talk done. Yeah. All right. So does she pick up Chenault in the PPR league? She already has Edelman Robinson, Corey Davis, AJ green, Curtis Samuel. I, I consider moving on from Corey Davis for Chenault, but it sounds like it's probably a pretty top heavy league. Like, you know, 10 team league. I, I, I probably roll with what you have now, but I really, really do like Chanel more than core Davis. He's just core Davis produced touchdowns and I would hate to tell you to drop somebody and go chase LaVisca Chanel and the, you know, the, the kind of gadget plays that he does.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Davis and, um, you know, could be an ad. I think him and Curtis Samuel are a wash. Um, I would leave him where he is. As much as I love Chenault, uh, seems like you have some options there. I'd wait till someone goes on IR or maybe make a two-for-one trade if you can and then grab Chenault. He'd be a perfect fill-in for Davis. And um, Samuel, if you have the move, uh, slide it in. You should be good. Why don't you have a picture, Linda? It's weird. She does. Why can't you see it?
0: Oh, it's showing up as not a picture for me. It's literally oh, just blank. I see it. Oh, that's cool. All right, so... Let's go ahead and hop over to our next section. You want to start that one up?
1: Absolutely, so the next one we have is Flex plays, so people that are outside of what would be considered the starter in ESPN consensus leagues that have good matchups. kicking us right off, we're going to get into our first, which is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is the espN consensus wide receiver twenty seven which is insane. um I am smashing cooper cup in any dfs league in any one-time usage league this is the week and let me tell you why buffalo cannot cover the slot
0: it's not they can't cover the slot. i mean they they can't cover the slot but they definitely don't want to pass the outside like they don't want to go outside they got Tradavius white baby Yep. They got Travis White. Cooper Cup should absolutely smash. And my rankings page is now not loading, so I don't even know who I want to go with. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a rankings page. So why don't you go ahead and go and see if, I, I'll
1: see if I can load this up. Yeah, so let's finish up Cup here. So we had Jameson Crowder, 7 for 115 in the touch. Mike Gusecki, who is 100% a slot receiver. Don't fucking call him a tight end. That's incorrect. 92% of his snaps are on the outsider in hey, the slot. Oh,
0: yeah, what'd you st- about Seki
1: last week? Oh, he sucks. I don't give a shit. What he he lit up the <laughs> team that can't cover the slot. Hey, guess what? All you guys that are celebrating, I hope you enjoyed fucking TJ Hawkinson last year lighting up Arizona. How'd that work out for you after that week? Exactly. I mean, he worked out
0: pretty great.
1: Stop it with Dynasty. He was injured. Park. Oh, he was come injured. on. He he had one game against Arizona. You're going to be seeing the same shit at like Polk Seki. You want to pull shit up? What'd you say about Gallup? Let's play that game. And, and um, <laughs> wait, wait. Hawkinson was a rookie. Hawkinson was a rookie. Hawkinson lit up Arizona like everybody did. Gasecki lit up Buffalo in the the slot like everybody is going to. Like you said, you don't throw to the outside. They can't cover the slot. It was a dream matchup for him. I I, I like Gasecki a lot. Okay, we're going to disagree. You can go on (laughs) Matt Kelly's podcast. You can tell my son I said hi. Go on his podcast because he loves that dude too.
0: Um, I'm going to send him on podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I love love Gasecki guys. Don't, don't Listen to him about Kaseki. He's a wide receiver over there playing the tight end position. So you're going to get wide receiver numbers, not tight end numbers.
1: Yeah. yeah. play and, it, and, it, and if they agree with you last week, they would have played Gallup over Lamb. We've had two fights. All right. Cause I love you. And we've only had two fights in our friendship. And this is now the second. I was right on the first. Just remember that.
0: Oh my God. You were, dude, we had to get out of here.
1: <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> so, so you want me to move on since I prepared this time? <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah. So I actually, let me go ahead and and go on with this. I have my rankings up now. Uh, So I'm actually going to take, Oh great. It's loading again. No, I got it. All right. I'm going to take Justin Herbert up against Carolina who, although he wasn't ranked by three different experts, uh, the, the three that did rank him ranked him 23rd, 23rd and 22nd. And he's going up against Carolina. And honestly, the, Chargers, just, they're, they're not impressing me that much. Austin Eckler kind of looks shaky, although he did see more targets this week and so did Joshua Kelsey so love. But I think Justin Herbert could go in there and light up light up Carolina like a Christmas tree, like a freaking Christmas tree. And it's too early for Christmas, but it, it, some people decorate this early. That's going to be Justin Herbert.
1: <laughs> I don't know so, where I was going with that, but yeah. No, I like it. So Justin Herbert Christmas is this Sunday. I can't Justin wait.
0: Herbert's Christmas
1: is this Sunday. It's just like Orthodox Easter, where it's in a different date than than regular Easter, and I can never figure out how it works. But I celebrate both because it makes me happy, because I like that. So Christmas is this week for Herbert. I agree. Love the call. I'm gonna light up that defense as everyone has, and that kid, Jesus, he showed something, didn't he? I mean, he brought a whole different energy to that offense than what we saw Week One. It was incredible. He was just the ball was firing out of his hands. He made some mistakes, but overall, I love what I saw from him.
0: Man, I'm like 20 minutes behind on these comments. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying to keep these comments coming.
1: What going on there? Jesus, we're on fire again. I know. Oops, I Day think one. I
0: actually skipped way ahead. But oh yeah, go ahead. We'll, we'll go ahead and give this Facebook user an answer. He's looking to trade Mixon. The Jacobs owner is interested, and he also has Raheem Mostert. Going to offer Mixon and McKinnon for Jacobs. My other running backs are Henry, JT, James Robinson, 10-team PPR redraft. Uh for ten team leagues and eight team leagues, I just go for the best player available um in these trades. I mean I if you're trading two guys that are subpar, I, I'd rather take I'd rather just take the the prime piece, and that's gonna be Jacobs. Jacobs is an
1: absolute monster. Yep, one hundred percent. Um, you know, Not a fan of Mixon. And by the way, if you listened to this podcast uh, last week, you would have played Raheem Mostert over Joe Mixon this week. and You would have been pretty damn happy. The dude only needed one quarter to smash that prediction. Um, But yeah, I'm not a Mixon fan. Uh, Not this week, not this season. Um, Absolutely. Grab Jacobs, grab the better player. Uh, You're getting a part time back in McKinnon. You're giving up to make that upgrade. Do it every time.
0: Uh, So we're getting a lot of comments, right? Talking about these movies, because I mentioned Clerks 2 and Clerks 2 is the one-on-one get the fuck out of here, I don't care alright, on I'm to I'm a mall our, rat
1: guy, so we're gonna, we're gonna have I'm this all, fight God, we oh, have like right.
0: 20, different, 20 different answers
1: in Dude, movie. when he stares at that fucking picture in the mall trying to see the sailboat, and then he's like, it's a sailboat, you dumb prick, and he's like, a schooner is a sailboat piss my pants every fucking time <laughs> literally, that line will make me piss my pants from every single time from Lasky, from Remember the Titans yep, that's part of that movie all right. So who's your next sleeper? I don't know. I've been drinking. Let's see. Um, next one I have on the list is uh, we're going same game and I'm going Joshua Kelly.
0: I love Joshua Kelly. I love Joshua Kelly.
1: How can you not? Um, they've been torched on the ground. Kelly has taken over the MG3 role. Joshua Jackson is a, a, a scratch, I believe. A hamstring, if I'm not mistaken. 23 carries last week. He's getting that volume. He's <laughs> He's putting... Just absolutely putting pads on linebacker because I mean this kid runs heavy, he runs strong. Um, give me all Eckler this week with Herbert uh, under center, but give me Kelly as well. I love that play. He is the consensus twenty-five. I got him in my top fifteen.
0: Yeah, I love Joshua Kelly like we talked about. And <laughs> yeah, did you? If you guys didn't hear about the situation, by the way, Chief Fan is talking about it below. Herbert's evil twin was the Chargers' doctor. The doctor messed up and accidentally punctured his lung while trying to give him a shot for his, for his ribs. And he messed up and punctured the dude's lung. Like don't the chargers have enough injuries? Like why do they have to go out and, and hurt, hurt themselves? That's insane to me. It's insane. And did you, you hear about that?
1: Oh yeah. And did you hear the, um, the collective bargaining agreement? No. Um, the players signed away their rights to sue for malpractice. If they use the team uh. doctors. So oh shit. Yeah, so Tarod legitimately lost his starting job and his lung and is getting nothing in return.
0: That's fucked,
1: right? Fucking absolutely disgusting what they did. Um but he was trying to get a nerve blocker to play through um cracked ribs. Uh, obviously an injury that a running quarterback is going to suffer, you know, nothing abnormal, uh, getting a nerve blocker for an injury like that. Absolutely not abnormal. Um, doctor is completely sketchy as fuck. I believe there was 12 open lawsuits against him. Dave, if I'm not mistaken, I read probably the same article you did. Um, and missed with the needle and punctured the dude's lung. I mean, that's insane. This is a very standard medical procedure, as I understand it. I've had it done on my shoulder because I had a separated shoulder when I played. Um, they used to put it in kind of right here. Boom, boom, and you're done. There we go.
0: Kim said the worst type of people are the people who open the door in front of you and let the door close in your face. I think, that, I think dog shit is way worse. People that don't pick up their own dog shit is
1: way worse. So what I will say for Kim is that if I hold the door for you and you don't say thank you, I will smash that motherfucker in your face. Um because people that don't <laughs> say thank past. you when you hold the door. Yeah, are the worst part people
0: in the world. <laughs> yeah, those people actually do kind of bug me. I'm not gonna lie. All right, so it's on to me with the running back situation, right? Yep. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of different running backs. Um, you know, you, you took uh you know, you took Joshua Kelly. I'm gonna take Jarek McKinnon. Right? Is he outside the top? Is he outside that point?
1: Yep, I think he's 27. 28 is where I have him written down. So,
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, dude, it should be a smash play for this guy. He produced, you know, last week and he's produced in the past, but my favorite thing about you know, jet is what they were saying in the off season. They were saying the same thing in the off season. That they said about Cooper cup in the offseason last year to where his recovery from the injury was, was a smash. He looks faster. He looks stronger. That's not coming from the team. That's coming from just, you know, reporters on the side. We're not talking about like beat top beat reporters. We're talking about, you know, legit reporters saying that he actually looks faster than what he did. And I mean, he's somebody that, that will get an opportunity and if he shows up, then, then he could see a bigger opportunity leading forward. Now, Raheem Oster always going to be the starting running back there, but he could take touches away from, from Tevin Coleman. So I love Jarrett McKinnon. Uh, he's going to finish up as a top 12 running back this week.
1: Love it. Bold call. Absolutely love it. Who you got? So that's who we have for our, um, for our flex plays. Now let's talk about the guys outside of the top 20. And I'm going to give you position by position who I love. Um, starting out with uh, my man, Jared Goff, coming in against Buffalo as QB 24. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Way outside where he belongs. I know. I know. So no, thing, I, right? I would
0: say it would for you, against I the know. Bills?
1: I know. Everybody in Twitter is going to say that. That's all I've heard is fade Goff, fade Goff, fade Goff. Well, I'm going to tell you that the fact is, is that all of a sudden, fucking Josh Allen has turned into Fran Tarkenton, and this dude is throwing the ball all I mean all of a sudden? If you listen to my show, you
0: would have known this. This is I not thought, all of a sudden.
1: I have Josh Allen everywhere. The 400 yards is all of a sudden. He was 250 and 90, and I love the dude. I would literally trade my kids for Josh Allen. I love him what? more than anybody in my family. <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah. God. Dude. I love Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong. Now, so Josh Allen, your, your current MVP, is lighting the world on fire. And that is causing negative game scripts for his, t- his opponents and Jared Goff and Cooper cup is going to be my smash. Um, hookup. That's what we're looking for. My stack right now is, is cup and Goff, and I'm thrilled with it now. I'm not a DFS guy like my men. Honestly, taking D- DFS advice for me is like taking, you know, birth control advice from Philip Rivers. It's not going to work, and you might end up pregnant.
0: <laughs> or um, Matt Donnelly. Or Matt Donnelly. Or
1: Where's or Matt not- at? <laughs> but the Matt fact knows? is. I did not make this one, Um, but I'll I'll tell you what uh, I'm I'm looking at golf to put up some numbers. I'm looking at literally shoving it in everyone in Twitter's face. The good thing is I'm not going to bump into anybody on my victory lap on this one because everybody is down on this guy and I am playing him as my contrarian play. And I think him and cup are going to hook up for 150 and two touchdowns. I think he's going to have enough play with Bob trees. Tyler Higby, I think he puts up a nice two seventy five and three week against the Bills. Uh, I am on him as a contrarian play all day. I'm speechless. You can be. I, I actually don't give a shit. But you go ahead and tell me why you hate it.
0: No, I mean it's just the Bills' defense tougher to put up against. Uh, Bills have been good week after week, and yeah, his you know Bob Tree situation isn't going to allow the passes often now they need to bring some safeties up the box to stop Higby, obviously. And, you know, the running backs are going to have to produce, I guess, uh, you know, if this is going to happen, if this is going to happen, the running backs are are going to be the reason why, Um, you know, and Cooper cup, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think he's going to throw three touchdowns, Cooper cup. So uh, I don't know how
1: you're coming up with, with, with no, I got two for, I got two for cup.
0: Oh my God. Two.
1: Oh, I got, I got cup going for one ten and two this week. Woo! That that's oh, yeah. that's that's a hot take. Well that's that's All why right. we're here. I'm sorry, do you want me to say play Pat Mahomes? I mean that's what we're here for, right? Let let's 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 get into it. Wait what? Yeah, you're right.
0: All right, so I'm actually gonna go Mitch Trubisky on this one up against Atlanta.
1: Did I already say Mitch Trubisky in this episode yet? You said last week, not this week.
0: Oh, I'm going with him this week. I'm doubling up, although he didn't produce last week. Let's do it, Mitch.
1: I like it. I like let's it let's do it up like against it. Atlanta.
0: You know, we had Dak Prescott, right? We had, we had Russell Wilson. They both produced up against Atlanta. And now we're going to get Mitchell Trubisky to light Atlanta on fire. Light those dirty birds on fire. I'm going Mitchell Trubisky, who's 18th ranked. Let's do it. All right. On to the next, the running back position.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to stick with your game. And I am going David Montgomery at running back 22 against that same Atlanta defense. Holy shit, are we seeing a different running back this year, right? I mean, it it brings me back to Le'Veon Bell, first year, second year. Um, You know, a little out of shape, maybe no quickness to him. Montgomery has come out and just started lighting the world on fire. He came back from a neck injury, ripping off 22-yard runs. He's getting involved in the passing game now. If he hadn't sat out last week with the neck injury, I think he missed maybe five to 10 snaps. You're looking at 100 yards on the ground, 40 yards in the air. Absolutely love Monty. I think he is a badass. I think he's ready to rip it up. And Atlanta is the perfect team to do it against.
0: You're smoking crack.
1: God, You're smoking me. crack. Come on, how are you going to hate on Monty? How are you going to hate uh, on my very, man, very Monty? easily,
0: very easily? And I would have gone with with Joshua Kelly, but we already talked about him with that. So I'm going to go Miles Gaskins, baby. Gaskin, not Gaskins. Gaskin. Miles Gaskin is going to see the targets. He saw something, I I don't have the numbers in front of me from the DFS episode I did earlier today, but he saw like 66 snaps or 86 snaps compared to uh, Jordan Howard's 17 and Brita's 30 Meanwhile, he had like 46 yards receiving and 36 yards on the ground. Anyways, I don't have those numbers in front of me just because I was not prepared. So (laughs) I normally am. Anyways, up against Jacksonville, they got destroyed and completely gashed by the passing game, allowing 142 yards to the Annapolis Colts in week one In week two. The Titans thought it'd be a good idea to only pass to Derrick Henry two times. I don't know why, but that's how they felt. So that's what they did. And it was ridiculous. So Miles Gaskin is going to absolutely go off. He's ranked as uh, running back 27. Uh, I got him shooting to the roof on that.
1: All right. So let, let's give you those numbers you were looking for. Gaskin 7 for 46 on a 65.3% snap percentage. Um I mean, I, I guess if that's what you're looking for against a tough Buffalo defense, uh, they were passing. They went down quick, as we know. Uh, Allen lit the world on fire. Um, so certainly not the perfect game script for him. Um, you know, that, made the that most That defense of the is so
0: bad, man. And I expect Gardner Minshew to go off. So I w- I'm, I'm expecting Miles Gaskins to be in a passing down situation. And up against the Bills, if you could put up 46 yards on a, almost a seven yard, you know, per catch basis, I, I think he's an absolute smash.
1: All right, you want to take this question before we go to the wide receivers?
0: Um, yes, yeah, sorry. I was looking up stuff what's the question? You want to go ahead and read it off and I'll put it up on the screen?
1: All right, I got pick two to start this week. Hollywood Brown, Cooper Cup, or Todd Gurley. You already had it Oops. on the then you took it down. There it is. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to take the wideouts outs in this one. Um, so actually it's funny. We were just talking Dave about uh, moves that I made this, this past uh, evening and I just got rid of Todd Gurley for two seconds, 2021 and the 2022 in my dynasty league. Uh, my rookies have stepped up. I got Taylor. I got Gibson. I have Joshua Kelly. Um, I have Mark Ingram if I need him in a pinch. Uh, Gurley just looks cooked. Um, I got real nervous. Taking a look at uh, Ito Smith coming in uh, in goal line situations, which is realistically the only value you got out of Gurley last year was those goal line touchdowns. That's the only thing that kept him even being a running back, too. Um, So right now, I couldn't be more off on Todd Gurley. We've talked about Cooper Cup. Hollywood Brown is coming out to a hot start. I'm going to take the two running uh, the two receivers on this one.
0: Oh man, I, dude, Marquise Brown up against Kansas City. Kansas City has a great defense, man. They really do. Uh, They're going to run a lot against them. I don't know how much, I guess, volume Marquise Brown is going to end up having. Mm. So if I want floor, I'm actually going to go girly, but if I need upside, I'm going Marquise Brown, no doubt.
1: I like that yeah and I don't think you're gonna see volume there I think realistically you're gonna have to see him make the most of it uh but that's what Marquise Brown is right I mean he's not going over the middle he's gonna be the one who's gonna break one for you um I just think Todd is like he's running into brick walls every time he touches the ball there we go Mike hell yeah all right so we're on the wide receivers right Yep. So wide receivers. Um, I pulled our consensus ranking number 24, Keenan Allen. I've been talking him up all over Twitter. Right now, if Justin Herbert is under center, Keenan Allen is a must start for me. Um, This guy got 10 targets turn him into seven catches for 96 yards one of the things a rookie quarterback is looked for is just a guarantee of a receiver being exactly where he's supposed to be and Keenan Allen is one of the greatest route runners in the NFL the guy is solid as they come absolute guarantee Keenan Allen is a top 15 play this week, ranked at number 24. He is a smash for me, no doubt about it. And I expect big things from him coming out this week uh, against what is a very weak, as we've covered Carolina defense.
0: I like it. I'll take that 100%. Um, mine is going to be CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb's a smash to finish top 12 this week. He was top 18 last week. And now he gets a Seattle team that struggles up against the slot you know, we don't have to worry about uh, Quentin Dunbar on the outside. We don't have to worry about Shaquille Griffin on the outside. Dude, CD Lamb. CD Lamb's a smash.
1: I mean, that was a great call last week. Um, great call this week. Love CD Lamb. Um, absolutely lighting it up. He's uh, getting more targets than Michael Gallup at this point. Um, he is lighting the world on fire, and the kid is an absolute stud. Um, Can't take him out of your lineup at this point. Plain and simple. He is a start every week.
0: Yeah, no, absolute smash with CeeDee Lamb this week. He is a, he's definitely somebody that needs to remain in there and has high end upside. I'm hoping he breaks a big one this week. Like I'm talking about like a a 108 yard one, you know, like they're (laughs) eight yards in the end zone. And I'm just kidding. But yeah, I think it needs to, I think CeeDee Lamb needs to be in there. And I think he's actually going to break a big one this week. They're going to be passing a lot. Yep. Love it. All right. I guess we need to answer a question, don't we? What do we got? All right, we have – let me switch back over. Wahoo, this is great radio. Come on. All right, we got a question from Facebook that I pulled up a second ago. Um, oh, yeah, Ertz, Janu, or Fant this week?
1: All right, so let me take a look at the matchups here just real quick before we uh, check out who we're going with. Um, my gut reaction right now is I'm going Fant. Um, unless he has an absolute brutal matchup, which he does not. No. He has the Tampa no, it's Bay like bucket Yep. Um, absolutely. I am all in on Fant right now. Sutton just went on the IR, done for the year. They're trying to work in Judy. They're trying to work in Hamler. Um, Fant is going to be the go-to. Driscoll is going to be dumping it off. Um, I think Fant is an absolute smash this week. As much as I love Janu, I'm going Fant on this one.
0: I kind of like Zach Ertz. I, I can understand you go Fant and, and Fant's a, a very good play, a high upside play, but Zach Ertz is always going to get the targets. Um, he's always going to be that, that side option. And even if Carson Wentz has a bad game, Zach Ertz normally, not always, but normally isn't affected that much uh, You know, in previous seasons. So I'm going to go Zach Ertz, but I can understand 100% Noah Fant. I, I'm not going to argue that. I could also understand Johnny Smith. I think you have three great options as long as Johnny's healthy.
1: Oh, absolutely. Stud tight ends. Um, One interesting point while we're talking about Zach Ertz is there's been a lot of rumors with the um, lack of progress in his contract extension. Um, Yeah, he still has a year and a half to go. Um, So he's not up in the 2021 season, but the 2022 season. However, the rumor that I heard um, and I live here, uh, so take it for what it's worth, is that the Patriots are very interested in Zach Ertz. And wouldn't that be a fucking boom for Goddard owners, for Ertz owners, for Newton owners, for Patriots fans? It would be gold. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. Um, but the local radio has had a lot of buzz. They have the salary cap space to take him on right now. Yeah, they do, they, they got the a ton of salary cap space. And, oh, yeah, I want to say thirty million, if I'm not mistaken. It's and up you're there. talking, yeah, 20 something is going to cam with his extension. They better extend him. Um, but they can fit Eric's under the cap very easily, give uh, give him another weapon to go with Harry and Edelman White. Um absolutely love the rumor, not saying it's true. Um, but damn, that would be something.
0: All right, So, guys, we are going to close out our show here with the tight ends, but I want you guys to stay tuned in. Don't leave, because after we close out the show, I'm going to finish answering up these, these questions, these starter sick questions. Um, we just got so many of them coming in that, that I want to make sure that we're not boring the audience with situations that don't apply to them. So we will answer these starter sick questions after we, we round out the show. Stay tuned. Let's go ahead and finish this out with the tight end position. Which guy outside the top 12 is going to smash inside the top 12?
1: Man, we already talked about him. Um, Drew Sample is the guy that I picked. Uh, so, just being fully transparent, um, I was looking at TJ Hawkinson. And I felt like because I went Logan Thomas last week, going with the tight end against Arizona stick was just a little cheating. So, what I decided to do was go with Sample. We talked about him in detail um philly has given up four touchdowns to the tight ends including three to higby just last week alone um love the play for sample you kind of covered him in detail what fire this guy is the you know the possibly romantic relationship with burrow um absolutely smash play at tight end 22 have no hesitation starting that man this week
0: honestly that i was gonna go with hawkinson as well i'm gonna go ahead and take Chris Herndon? Question mark. But Drew Sample is the guy. Drew Sample is the answer. That's the only right answer. Uh, Mo Ali Cox could be a play here. Chris Herndon could be a play here. But Drew Sample's the answer. I'm not even going to argue it. Drew Sample and and, and Joe Burrow—they have this magic, and it's a magic that only exists when when one person loves another person so much, and you know they they hang out all the time, and they they figure out. What each other just you know, what it what it life is about. And that's what's going on with Joe Burrow and Drew Sample right now. They're probably sitting there, probably having a glass of wine, eating a spaghetti spaghetti dinner, and it's 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 like reminiscent of, of Lady in the tramp. And it Drew Sample's the answer. That's what I'm getting to. Drew Samples the answer.
1: I'm um, I'm getting misty. That was that was beautiful. I mean that that was really beautiful.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Guys, and I appreciate you guys for coming in. If you guys want to check out any of our content, we're available on linktr.ee slash fantasyintervention. You guys can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intervention where we give you DFS advice and I give you my own lineups. Like I said, guys, stay tuned because we are going to answer all your starter sick questions. But I just wanted to thank the podcast listeners for coming in. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you for letting us intervene with your fantasy football life.
1: That's how you bang a podcast.